When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamares. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We have some breaking news. We haven't had a headline like this in years. It is finally here. It is happening. We're doing a live show. We are ah! finally doing a real <laughs> sub live show with people. <sighs> There's a crowd in studio. They're screaming. They're going crazy. Hundreds and thousands of people. (laughs) We're doing it. We're doing it. You've been asking. We've been talking about it. And it's happening this summer. Hot Sup Girl Summer, July 30th, Saturday, July 30th. We really wanted to make this happen on a Saturday. If you guys want to come in on a weekend for it, it is July 30th, Saturday. Caveat on the Lower East Side. At 7 p.m. Millie, this is one of your favorite venues, right? One of my favorite venues. They have a popcorn bar. Mm-hmm. They are. It's, <laughs> it's great, great drinks, great vibes. They do amazing comedy. They do. They're, they're really intelligent, really cool stuff. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, Millie least, will be emceeing. You I will be, be leading the night. I'll be doing my little panel job. But for this, Millie is Millie's going to be the host of the Betcha Sup Live podcast. Yeah, and Elise is going to be there doing stand-up. Yeah. I'm going to do some stand-up. Which is going to be great. Um, I also love Caveat. And for if, you know, like we said, we made it a Saturday. If someone wants to come into the city, it's in a wonderful, wonderful area yeah. of the city. You can get dinner, yeah. then you can hop on over, or Go you ahead. can watch the show and then get dinner. Yeah. Make it a night. Yeah, there's like... Eight great restaurants, like on the same block. Yeah, yeah. nine was an option for this show, and um, uh, frankly, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we made it early because, uh, you know, we got a, we're some elder millennials. We got a lot of elder millennial listeners, but we also have some younger listeners. So it is worth noting that this show is twenty one plus. At caveat, tickets are eighteen dollars in advance, twenty two dollars at the door. But if you can't make it to New York, you can also watch on video and pay ten dollars for a live stream mm-hmm. that you can watch. I think it's going to be for like a week. A week after that, we're we're so excited, and we're probably going to get some more special guests. We have to plan it out, but you know what? Worst case scenario, it's an hour of us chatting, and isn't that what you come for every day anyway? Yes, yeah. but we will have some really great things. Tell us what you want to see on the show. That'd yes. be great. And obviously, I should Sammy and Caitlin. Of course, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a sub podcast without all five of us. Yes. I'm sure we can get Brian to at least come and support, if not make a <laughs> make a cameo. It's going to be a big show. We had a lot to fit into, and we are calling it. 
Girls Just Want to Have Funds. We are going to incorporate some sort of fundraising element for abortion funds into the show, and we're still working on that. It's just going to be a fun, a fun night, a fun moment in time to all be gals. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited. It's something I've never, ever imagined myself doing. I know you guys do it you know, all the time. But for me, it's like really huge. I'm excited. Amanda's practicing every night in the mirror, <laughs> reading headlines and coming exactly. up with funny, funny, funny quips. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. Everything will be pre-written. Every, every organic ad lib I have is not, I've been paying more attention to prepping for this than writing my wedding vows. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's where my, I, everybody knows. Well, including, this is coming up first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can recycle some of the January 6th testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And if you want to get your tickets, get them at Betches.co slash SEP live. Betches.co slash SEP live. We will be repeating that more. I will share it on Instagram. We'll put it. It'll be everywhere. It'll be in your faces everywhere. We'll make sure that you can't miss it between now and July 30th. So get your tickets. And, you know, we haven't done this for a while. We don't know how many people are going to want to come, but it's a pretty small venue. So if you know you really want to come and you can be there, buy your ticket right now. Betches.co slash SEP live. See you there. See ya. Can't wait. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by Nimesh Patel, a comedian and television writer with a very, very funny, cool new special called Thank You, China. The special covers everything from race to education, and there's really a lot in there on the American healthcare system. There is, there is. Uh, thank you for uh, those kind words. Thank you for joining us. So um, we're going to, I was telling uh, you and the gals before that a lot of the themes in, in your special are the things that we kind of like chat about day to day. So I think we'll cover um, some some timely news topics and then maybe later if we have time, get into our game. We're the SUP podcast. So we play a game sometimes called Support or Suppress. It's basically like an approve or disapprove. So if we have time, we'll do some, some rapid fire of that. But um, I'm very curious, what is your news diet? Uh, I'm very minimal. Uh, the most uh, news I consume is just the New York Times, like the thing that they send in the morning. That like oh, the, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the free morning. Newsletter. I think it's kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a subscription, and if something strikes my like uh, eye, I'll I'll definitely dive in. But for the most part, having written at SNL uh, an update, like mm-hmm. whatever it was, three years ago, four years ago now, I got so tired of the fire hose that was being shot in my face every day i was like i cannot i cannot keep up with this and you know a lot of it didn't end up meaning anything it was all just noise that things were uh, they were filling the airways with you know Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna ask actually how how your news diet changed since snl 
it it fell off a cliff. I think I was <laughs> I was re- nice. and, and be nice. on purpose. Yeah, like I was like I cannot do this. It was what I would fall asleep to and wake up to, and I was like too in it. You know, um, the way I like to keep my news is uh, almost an arm's length. Like uh, if someone's having an actual conversation about something, like oh, I heard about that, but that's the most I'll do. Well, this is a news podcast. We're having a conversation. conversation. So it's actually with yeah. him. And you are at arm's length. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you're actually very far away very from far us. Away from. <laughs> that being said, like, uh, you know, the ignorance allows me to have like an honest uh, opinion on things. Like it's all gut reaction in that case. I'm not, uh, I haven't found the nuance and thought about it all and digested it a billion times. Like this is what my gut says about it. And I come to learn to trust my gut. So uh, I'm happy to hear what you guys have to say and what the news is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like you wound down your news diet, but I am curious if you saw what happened on um, January 6th last year. If you got that. <laughs> yeah. What's your good reaction there. on the insurrection? <laughs> I was there. No, uh, that oh, was not okay, a great. Well, this interview is over. Um, thank you so much for joining and us. we'll be this transferring been... you over to the House Committee. Yeah. And also, uh, this is not sponsored by Fox News, so. Yeah, the NYPD is outside uh, your door. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I I think they stole the election. And I wanted to thank them for doing so. You know, like, <laughs> keep the steal going. What's the move? Uh huh. So we're going to chat a little bit about what we've been seeing about this. There are more hearings today focused on how Trump pursued a plan to send fake electors from seven swing states and pressure state officials to comply. I think at the time they were calling them alternative electors, much like they said alternative facts, but they were of course fake electors. We also might finally get some more intel on Mark's Meadows text, which mm. we've been learning a lot about in the past couple months. And today's hearings will also be led by Adam Schiff. So I'm excited for that. TBT back to impeachment number one. Oh. Yeah. A key witness today will also be Georgia's Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who Trump, of course, called to ask him to find the votes he needed to beat Joe Biden there. As for other witnesses, the committee is toying with the idea of subpoenaing Mike Pence, which is what I wanted to uh, chat about. Would you testify if you were Mike Pence? I'm asking the I'm asking the three of you. Millie, you're ready. <laughs> well, I just feel like he's really riding a high. Like everyone's like, oh, Mike Pence did what he had to do. He's so great. And it's like, let's make him let's let's show let's actually have him step up to the plate and show us if he's really great. Like he says, I think he's still evil. He like single-handedly like increased the number of AIDS cases in Indianapolis because of like his shitty legislation. Yeah. Happy pride. Yeah. Happy pride. Mike Pence fucking sucks. Um, he calls his wife mother <laughs> still. So if he wants to undo that, I think that he should definitely testify. Um, and, I think, I don't know if, like, me as Millie, mm-hmm. I think he should testify. If I were Mike Pence, I, I would be a little bit more hesitant. <laughs> but also, if I was Mike Pence, I'd eat pizza and milk every night. Um, no, but seriously, the, he will get death threats and all this stuff, but he's getting them anyway. And Trump clearly, like, wanted him dead. Like, was clearly endorsing hasn't like really walked back any statements even like everything that he said to walk back those statements the day of we're still like this is what happens when you cross me like you know right right so if i were mike pence like yes there's that risk of a crazy guy like sending him death threats but also like 
That's the biggest fuck you to Trump you could ever do. I don't know. I mean, I who, who among us hasn't had a crazy guy sending us death threats? I mean, <laughs> I try to think like if I were Mike Pence, I mean, in general, if I were Mike Pence, I'd be significantly more upset about the mob that tried to kill me and Straight wanted to hang away. me to death. Um, yeah. So it's interesting because it seems like Mike Pence genuinely believes that he's going to run for president in 2024, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know who's telling him that he can do that, where he's getting that information. I don't know if he's watched the hearings. But again, the, the primary voters, <laughs> they did march to try to kill you. So you're not winning any kind of election. So mm -hmm. I think I think the reason that he's not testifying and not going harder on the people who wanted him to be dead is because he actually thinks that he can run for president, which is so bizarre to me that I can't. It's delusional. It's, it's completely delusional. Like, what? who are the people that are voting for you? Yeah, he doesn't have stands. Well, for me, like, if I'm, I don't think the whole uh, uh, don't snitch thing applies to politics. I think if I were, <laughs> I think if I were Mike Pence, I would be lining up to snitch as hard as I could. Um, in the hopes that it would do something to redeem all the terrible things that I did while I was governor of Indiana and vice president. I don't think anything will redeem that, but I think it's a, a slight removal of the tarnish on his legacy uh, to be like, you know, it's kind of like when when Ted Cruz, like Trump called his wife ugly and he didn't do anything about it. You know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like I would take a stab at wherever I could because this dude definitely like turned his back on me the instant he could and put me out, hang me out to dry. It's like, there's no honor among thieves in that situation. I'd be, I'd be snitching, singing like a, a canary for sure. Whenever I leave a job, the first thing I do is I run my ass to Glassdoor. <laughs> so you have the chance to do that <laughs> right. under oath in front of the American people. It's a dream. It's a dream to drag yeah. and self-justify every, every bad interaction with your boss. But I agree. I mean, I think rationally, I, I, I think it's very, I don't, I agree with you, Elise. I don't know who he thinks, who his base is, who he thinks stands him, who he thinks going to like canvas and talk to strangers. Because he's not even like, Pence. yeah, he's not even, sorry, like a, a Republican that's anti-Trump vocally, like a Kissinger or a Liz Cheney that's really standing up for what's right, even though they're still, you know, evil anti-abortion people. He's not even one of those Republicans. He's like trying to be neutral with Trump still, but also like, he still did think, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's just to me, it kind of feels like, you know, people who are like, I can't get mad because like, I don't want to be the angry black woman stereotype. But it's like people who think that way are going to think about it even no matter what. So like you shouldn't shape your life around what the worst bad faith people are going to think. You need to do you, Mike Pence. I think, that, the angry black I think woman. that I think that frame of reference could be very compelling. For me. Yeah. <laughs> you are the angry black woman. That's why you sleep with mama all the time. <laughs> for better or for worse, Mike Pence is a coward. Yeah, um, yeah that's exactly. Why he didn't, well, he didn't push to overturn the election like when Trump wanted him to. And I think... Uh, uh, for the same reason, he's afraid to testify and, and see what's going to happen, even though it's just going to be 
mother at the voting booth for him. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's it. You know. Yeah. If Mike Pence gets more than two votes in a primary, his mother committed voter fraud. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no way. There's no way. He has like five kids, right? Or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But remember the Duggars, like that guy couldn't even win. And there were definitely, he, his family was the whole town and he couldn't win a Republican primary. Well, he also like violated half his family. So I'm sure the whole family I mean, did I, not I, want I don't to know. Fa- yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you need your family. If you need your family to vote with you, it's good to keep in mind. Yeah. I feel like a thing was Mike Pence too is that we always have to remember that like this is a guy who agreed to be Donald Trump's running mate like when no one every every single like political entity like no one wanted to agree to run with this man no one really thought he was gonna win at that time like this is a guy who like saw the early 2016 election and was like, yes, I'm going to be my, I'm going to be Donald Trump's running mate. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm hitching myself to this wagon. So I don't know if his judgment is something that we really can understand. Mm -hmm. Well, in any event, I hope they set, they set some fly traps in the Capitol to be ready, ready for anything, ready for anything. The fly. Fly (laughs) We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. topic. So we chatted about this a little bit yesterday, but Elise, you made a reference to it and on the newsletter today that made me want to chat about it uh, again. So obviously the Senate is considering some gun safety legislation, but one thing they are spending a lot of time talking about is determining how to close the boyfriend loophole. So currently you can't get a gun if you've been convicted of domestic violence against a person you're married to, have kids with, or live with. This contributes to, again, the boyfriend loophole, which like anybody outside of that that has been convicted of domestic violence can get a firearm. So closing this loophole, it seems obvious, right? But the issue is... <laughs> then uh, we have no more cops. <laughs> that was a really Tamara statement, not an Amanda statement. No, it's I, okay. I agree with it, and I think, <laughs> I, I think that's perfect. Uh, let's let's go down that loophole. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. That is order to suppress cops. <laughs> the issue is these octogenarians are running up the same issue that most young women in their 20s are, which is what defines a boyfriend. They cannot figure out what a boyfriend actually is Mm -hmm. because if it's not, obviously it has a broader definition than someone you're married to have kids with or live with. So I was thinking maybe we could spend some time today helping some of these senators develop, develop some criteria. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? What, what are some signs around you? That's your boyfriend. Okay. This is what I said in the newsletter, but if, 
more if I'm consistently washing your undershirts because they've ended up in my laundry <laughs> no, just yeah. by like osmosis of you being around, yeah. that you need to be counted. That's and the boyfriend, your son. <laughs> yeah. that's, you've become, I've, become, I've taken on a maternal role with you, which means you are my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, if you had an argument with a family member and you, your instinct is to call me, mm. you're my boyfriend. Mm, I, do, <laughs> I don't yeah. care if we're not, but if you unload any family thing on me. I like that you strategically said undershirt, not its I, other name. Oh, wife Peter. Yeah, 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 wife Peter. Yes. Well, because it could be anything. It could be any structured kind of sleep shirt. Yeah. If that's ending up in my laundry, all tangled up with my mess, you're my totally. boyfriend. We need the male perspective now. If my gun or my toothbrush is at your apartment, we are, we go together. Yeah. Great question. I'm going to follow up on that. Do you have a gun? And also, no. let us know so we can inform the NYPD when they come to your house. I found it while I was at the Capitol. Look, it was a nice souvenir. Great, great. Well, you were saying octogenarians, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, like a lot has changed from when they were dating, like lunch counters. (laughs) So, you know, people don't shoot each other with muskets. Uh, I mean, until recently, not everybody, not every type of partnership could even be, you know, like legally joined with marriage. I I love the idea of like Diane Feinstein being like, well, a boyfriend is a boy who's giving you his pin. And we're like, that's not how it works anymore. Yeah, with the program, Diane. We're dividing plants over here. Yeah, exactly. I think those are I think those are pretty pretty good qualifications. I think we can write some letters to John Corden and let us know. Yeah, let us know our thoughts. Yeah, I, if I've ever picked you up from your friend's house after playing Mario Party all night, you're my boyfriend. Yeah, you were my boyfriend. <laughs> if you get convicted of something, I, I hope that wasn't recent. Yeah, no, but also like, how old is this guy? Amanda. Absolutely, thirty-seven. Yeah, like, thirty-three years old. Well, now I've started calling him. I was going to mention this on today's show, but I'm so angry about it, so I still will. I am currently looking for an apartment in New York City, which Uh I've been talking about a lot on the podcast because it's a terrible time. I did not start Mm -hmm. hearing back. I'm currently engaged, but I I started, instead of saying, like, I want to apply for this or I want to know the answers to these questions, I started saying nothing. I started saying my husband and I are applying. My husband and I want to know the answers to these questions. Suddenly, everybody's writing me back. It's that anti, we talked about this with the single bias people for some reason are like, but one person alone couldn't possibly handle this two-bedroom estate. I could be the daughter of a Russian oligarch. I mean, I also yeah. could be very independently successful as a you know empowered woman. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. I could she also could be, be the, the daughter of an oligarch of a, a, a media company. I could. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was a successful <laughs> podcast. I did put uh, uh, the housing market on on supporters of press. Hopefully, you're not. You're you're in New York City, right? I'm in Brooklyn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've been here. I've been in this apartment for a while now because I have friends that are looking and that shit looks brutal. Yeah. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine looking for an apartment while there's uh, this turmoil going on and prices don't seem to be going to everyone's just like, no, we'll just milk everyone for more money. Yeah. Well, Amanda, when are you going to apply for Eric Adams's credit card that lets you pay rent? <laughs> rent? <laughs> Very good question. Eric Adams's rent they, credit card. I should see if the landlords will accept that. Yeah, that can you do you accept mayor? Use it for the broker. <laughs> 
We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. All right, so now we have finally arrived at support or suppress. So basically, we're going to talk through, normally we talk through a few of the week's headlines in news and pop culture, and we ultimately decide whether we support this concept or would rather suppress it. It's basically just approve or disapprove, like I said. I'll throw out a general concept in the zeitgeist, and y'all give me your take. I have a couple in here that I think we can really converse about and a couple that I think are a little uh, rapid fire. So my first one is, and this was inspired by a specific joke you made about this gentleman in your special. Would you support Joe Biden running for president again? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. Care to elaborate? Uh, you know, I, I, I hate to sound ageist, but he's too old, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think he's too not committed to a lot of policy that he kind of went in on. Um, I, and I always imagine myself as president. It just seems a lot easier than he's making it seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's a very difficult thing yeah. to do, but it just yeah, he doesn't make it look easy. <laughs> no, it's like I mean, for, I mean, I don't get me. I hated Donald Trump, but he seemed to just be doing whatever the hell he wanted. Whereas Biden is trying to be this, I don't know, what diplomat or president and it just seems he's yeah, failing at he's, it he's doing what the job is supposed to do but we say a lot on the show we wish he'd get caught trying a little bit more yeah, yeah. no why? Yeah. yeah do you think i guess you'd probably be around 82 year old joseph robinette biden should run in 2024 million tamaris uh, <laughs> i'm just like you know because in the same length like Bernie Sanders is old as hell and i would love for him to be president it's it is just mm-hmm. more to me like the age it's not necessarily the age, but it's like 
he is a company man in the way of he really believes in government and he really wants to do things the way that it's always been done. But we are, like every ad has said in the beginning of 2020, in unprecedented times. And we need some more modern approaches and we need some more sweeping big policies and for him to follow through on that and do some executive orders and stuff like, again, like uh, Namish was saying, um, you know, hitting some... I mean, I'm not ruling like Trump, but very similar. I don't know. So in that way, like, I hope that there's a big change in him for 2024, but I'm not <laughs> looking forward to it. But also <laughs> America with Ron DeSantis Pence ticket. Right. Would be oh, gosh. Terrible. I yeah, I um, I guess I'm like. So I'm in kind of the same boat where I would prefer a president who's under 80 years old. Mm-hmm. I think that just given like maybe even just anyone in the in the line of succession. Yeah, who's under 80. Like I would just love someone who it's like if I put them in a room with a computer, they're going to be able to turn that thing on. They're going to even maybe print a document. <laughs> like, a PDF. Just kind of basic like that. Where the world isn't concerned that you fell off your bike. Like, exactly. And, like, the video Where cuts not- off. And you're like, oh shit, what's going to like? One hundred percent. That was painful though. Come on, wake up. <laughs> yeah. And it is also like you're not allowed to run until you're thirty five. So it doesn't. To me, I'm like it's funny that there's like a cap on one end, but not on the other. Yeah. I feel the same way about That's how just- his presidency has gone in general. I feel like he definitely loves to behave in a way that is precedented in yeah. times that are unprecedented. My big fear, if he were to say, I mean, I guess the thing is like. I just wonder who our other candidate would be. Who is under 80? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have up. a bench, I don't think. Yeah, that's the thing that I always worry about with the Dems, which is, like, so interesting, which is, like, I don't think that we have a bench of, like, people within the range of, like, 40 to 60 years old who anyone knows who the fuck they are, yeah. whereas the Republicans have... A whole slate of loons that yeah. <laughs> with years terrible, to go. From every state. From every state. Truly, between 62 and, and 82. Every yeah. flavor of like loony person between 40 and 60 yeah. they've got. Ron DeSantis is clearly coming for it. Like he wants he if Trump doesn't run himself in 2024, Ron DeSantis wants it and has already is already positioning himself. So I just wonder like who is our Ron DeSantis? Oh. <laughs> Where's what happened to Cory Booker? Did, well, I forget that I forget that timeline. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Like he the, hasn't the, been uh, as present. I mean, he had his big moment during the Katanji Brown Jackson hearings, which yeah, was really amazing. Actually, for him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people understand. I mean, the one the name I've heard a lot recently is Chris Murphy, just because he has yeah. led these talks and he gave that speech that everyone remembers right after the Uvalde shooting about like I can't believe we're in another Sandy Hook. I mean, he's fine. He looks like there, you know, like forty other guys in there, you know. Obama, like, kind of came out of nowhere, too. So I keep wondering, like, maybe someone will, like, pop up who we didn't didn't even think was going to pop up. It's going to be John Fetterman, the Slipknot slipknot governor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next one I am very excited to get you all's take on because we haven't talked about this since the announcement. Do you support or suppress having the World Cup in New York City? This was announced over the weekend, right? When is that happening? 2020. Well, this we can also talk about if they should have it in Qatar, which is a real a different ethical question. No. So maybe we discuss if they have the World Cup at all. Are the men's and women's World Cup the same year? Because no, they, they're different years. Okay, because they don't let women compete in sports in Qatar. Qatar. No, they're not, No, they're doing men's World Cup 
this year in Qatar. And then in 2026, they're going to do it here in New York City. Interesting. I support. You, you're fine with it. I think, I think MetLife is where they were yeah. thinking about doing oh, it. Oh, well, that's um, not even in New York. Have you ever tried to? Oh, wait, no. Met, MetLife, the East Rutherford, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the World Cup always like they'll, they'll bounce around like different cities. There's like a main host city, but basically it's like New York City will be sw- absolutely swarmed with people in summer of 2026. Bring them. Bring them. Honestly, soccer it's players be a shit hot. Show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I dare anybody. I will. Um, Twenty dollars because I'm broke. But <laughs> if you can leave an event from MetLife and get back to New York City. Within an hour and a half, I will give you twenty dollars. It's fucking impossible. Even though it's like I wouldn't rush for twenty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But that's how probably much it. But I'm just like leaving that fucking place is a nightmare. I I don't know. I'm just gonna leave the city that week. And honestly, I think what everybody should do is just Airbnb their place for an arm and a leg. Not Airbnb because Airbnb is evil. All right. Yeah, we can't complain about housing. I love this podcast. Are you a sports guy? Do you watch any sports? Do you watch? Are you planning on watching I'm a the basketball? World Cup? I, I, I watch basketball. I'll I'll watch soccer when my friends who are like avid soccer heads will drag me to a bar, and it's just an excuse for me to drink. Yeah. Um, I think the world I think the World Cup will be just an event on its own, like outside of sports. It'll just be like a right. cultural event in the states, and I will happily participate. I do not look forward to the. Four thousand dollar Uber rides that everything is gonna everything, yeah. everything's gonna be super expensive. There's gonna be a lot of drunk Europeans like roaming the streets. I do not look forward to that because they take soccer quite seriously. Um, but beyond that, I think it's gonna be pretty fun. Well, you know, again, it's in East Rutherford, so that's so fucking far. And also, you know, East Rutherford. I feel like Brooklyn. We might be safe. Maybe. I also. I will say that while I was in. Spain, not to drop my vacation again. No, but you got to say with the accent because you were about in to España, do it. In, yeah, no. in España, I bought a football jacket <laughs> <laughs> um, for, I don't know, the Spanish team. And so oh, Jesus Christ. now I will have somewhere to wear it. Yeah, it, is, it is a great thing to, it in is really years. fun in the summer in the city when it's not here to today. But this year is definitely tainted by like, isn't it like thousands of people have reportedly died building this stadium? And they're in gonna, Qatar? Yeah, it's fucked up. I believe up. it. Qatar, like, you know, I've been invited to stand up in the Middle East, and it's like, I got to be like, I'm not going, I, I got to bring my passport, and I'm going to glue it to my chest, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, I know what they do to Indian people over there. Yeah, exactly. I, Shit is weird. I'm not participating in that. I can't even watch, like, Real Housewives. I mean, I know oh, it's Dubai. different from Dubai, because... Um, yeah, there's just one scene. I watched like a, mm-hmm. a two minute clip, and there's one scene where like she tells the maid like, "I want a sandwich with this, 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 and this, and bring me three ice cubes." Like just really weird in a way that made me so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I can't. And the poor lady's like, "Okay." And I'm yeah, like, I can't absorb that. This either. is so dark. Our next one is also a. A little bit lighter, and I'll, I'll direct it to you. <laughs> Supporters suppress legalizing MDMA. This was also inspired by a, a heavy talking point 100%, in the special. 
100% support. If you haven't seen the special, I'm a big fan. It's about Molly and, and American healthcare, pretty much. Well, if yes, you, yes. this is a visual, this is not a visual medium, medium but Namesh is pumping his fist and waving <laughs> it in the air when you said MDMA. It's actually, it's actually a Pavlovian response. If you yeah. say MDMA, it my, like, you, like, you genuinely, like you genuinely believe this is a positive thing for people to have in their lives, which you would support the legalization. Yeah, I mean, you know how I, sa I said earlier that if something strikes my eye, I will definitely do a, a deeper dive on it. And like, I think the Times ran an article about MDMA use in uh, depression and PTSD. Mm -hmm. And and that really, and then I started texting my cousins who were doctors like, yo, what's the research behind this? And they're all like, yeah, this is like paving the way. And then I read Michael Pollan's like how to change your mind and how MDMA was used in like, you know, psychiatric treatment. And I having, you know, I don't have depression or anything like that, but having done Molly a few times, I'm like, hundred percent. This needs to be. <laughs> yes. This needs to be figured out and like utilized immediately because it is a revelation um, when you use it. I did have like a Molly revelation in college once that really. Uh, it was like a an impactful one where I was just at a party having nice conversations with people while I had used a little bit of MDMA and I had this weird like revelation where I was like, I could just enjoy having conversations with people. <laughs> All yeah, the I need time. To get some of that. <laughs> I was literally like, yes. it yeah. exists within me. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Um. You just need all of the serotonin forced to the front of your face. Do you support? I do you support the league? Because I imagine yes. anyone saying no. Yeah. Well, uh, what I was going to say was there was <laughs> there was um, this. It, there's this music festival in London or something. And then there's this tent where you can take the drugs that you have and they'll test it and, and see like what, how potent it is and how much you actually need for you to. So like, I think that by legalizing drugs, you know, cocaine, MDMA, all that stuff, like not only does it have good effects, like, you know, for depression and psychological effects, but I also do feel like when we regulate it a little bit more, I feel like there will be less um, overdosing and we can see what's in it. And, you know, some people do just want to enjoy a, a festival or a show or a DJ event, and they shouldn't have to do that, like, by people who are just trying to lace it with mm -hmm. cheaper things to make a bigger profit. You know? so, they shouldn't have to do that by sober people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They shouldn't, be that, they shouldn't have to do that sober. Yeah. These poor no. people are trying to enjoy a festival. <laughs> God damn it. No, but I feel like legalizing it lets people regulate it and see, okay, what the fuck am I putting in my body? There's like legal consequences to, you know, if people put shitty things in there, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I, Support all the way. Yeah. All right. I got one more and I'm curious about your take on this. Elon Musk buying Twitter. It seems less and less likely to happen, but would you support this or suppress it? That's a loaded question. My <laughs> gut says, uh, my gut says support it uh, only because I think a net positive Elon is a, uh, despite how weird and fucking insane and egomaniac, egomaniacal he is, I think what he would do with Twitter uh, would be a net positive, but that's, who knows? I mean, that guy's unpredictable. Who the fuck knows what he's I mean? What would be positive? His, his I'm curious. I think the ability, like, if he hampers down on the ability to spread fake news on Twitter, like, that on its own is a net positive thing for me. Um, in terms of what he's done, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, what he's done for the world in terms of cars and all that, I think that's, and SpaceX and all that, I think that's a phenomenal thing. I do know that he's uh, probably not the best guy. I know he's, like, very anti-trans. It's, like, daughter's 
seeking divorce from him like right now, mm -hmm. like as today. So I, 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 that that Jesus. aside, yeah. uh, <laughs> that aside, I, I think if he opens up uh, uh, Twitter or clamps down on the fake shit that's happening on Twitter and, and allows it to be what it is intended to be when it started, I think it'd be a beautiful thing. Oh, wait, I just have to say, I do not support it at all. Oh, I, I know. We Elon know. Musk. We talk about this every other yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I hate Elon Musk. I think he's a terrible human being. But yes. <laughs> what about my next one's vegan meat substitutes? Ooh. Support or suppress? I feel like this is loaded, loaded too. Oh, well... Did you see Kellogg's just <laughs> broke up? So Kellogg's no. is going to be snacks, cereals, and then they have a third one, which is all plant-based products now. So they're having an own division that, that, that they developed. So whether we like it or not, it's going to come. Like, it's going to be more part of specifically meat. Specifically meat. I think it's good. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're, they're tasty. Whenever I have a, like the impossible meats I've had are good. Some I'm happy for anything to be tasty. Our ambassadors for impossible meat. <laughs> I thought that I realized that as soon as I said this. What about I like the nuggets. The nuggets are cool. Okay. Hmm. I, I was gonna say I don't like the nuggets. Oh, wow. Okay, clashing I've again. Clashing again. <laughs> we never clash on this I've podcast. Had, it was great. I've had the impossible uh burger and the Beyond Burger at a bunch of places. I do know that despite them. The thing is that they don't advertise them as healthy because they're not. Right, it's right, like yeah, salt exactly. and fat. That's all it is. I don't I am support I support them in the sense that they from what I understand they reduce carbon emissions because we don't use yeah. actual animal meat. But I don't know if that's true if that's true or not if the science backs that fully like what's the carbon research on that. Yeah. If they do net out carbon emissions then I'm for them. If not, then I'm against them. Well, it's like, yeah, as soon as they tell us it doesn't help, I'm going, I'm eating beef for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where like, like what you just said, it reminds me of like, you know, the I think I brought this up on the podcast before, but like the new bags that are alternates to plastic bags that we get that are made yes, of that right, weird right. cloth. Yeah. What's the weird cloth? <laughs> right. What's, What's the, the over right. under on the weird cloth? Is it I still get better that every plastic? time I go. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, is this just also bad? But in a different form. I feel like it disintegrates that Yeah. Well, because you use it more than three times, it's already breaking. So I feel I, I like to right. have to feel like if it's at a landfill, that shit is breaking down because it can't even hold a bag of ice <laughs> two blocks down. That is true. That is true. That's very accurate. This was very fun. Thank you so much for for indulging us and giving us so much of your time. Tell us where can people watch the special and see more of what you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, the special's on YouTube. It's called Thank You, China. Uh, you can see more of me on tour. I'll be on tour until January of next year. Wow. Uh, you can find all my dates and stuff at findingnemesh.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Good to see you. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is The Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.